Dan Joseph. You're listening to the Dan Joseph's America podcast. There's an opinion piece in The Hill today. The headline is this. The D.C. establishment thinks RFK could win, and they're panicking. And it's by some guy named Brian Robertson. I guess he's a literary agent. That's what it says in the bio. I've never heard of the guy. Based on how this article is written, my guess is that he's a RFK fan, RFK Jr. fan. He uses the term uniparty in the article, which and that's a term that a lot of Trump supporters and a lot of RFK Jr. supporters use. Uh, it means that, well, both the Democrats and the Republicans are exactly the same, and that's why we need somebody who's different to shake things up. Uniparty. It's it's a new term. It's It's being used a lot. And he also thinks that there's a lot of crossover support between RFK Jr. and Trump. And I think that's true too. But for those of you who don't know, RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is the son of Robert F. Kennedy, obviously. And he's running as an independent for the presidency. He was running as a Democrat, but he failed to gain traction. So he's running third party. Okay. So in a couple new polls, he's polling pretty strongly against both Biden and Trump. He's polling at about... 25% in the swing states, and in the new Quinnipiac poll, he's at about 22% overall, but he's pulling in 36% of independents, which is higher than both Biden and Trump. That's really incredible at this point in time. Uh, The opinion piece mentions that RFK Jr. has raised a lot of money. I think that's true. I think a lot of it's coming from small donations. And there's the suggestion that it's not just dissatisfaction with the other two candidates, that's the basis for his support. He has a 19% favorability lead over both Biden and Trump. I'm going to read you uh, some of this. And again, this is an opinion piece by a relatively unknown guy, but my guess is that he is an RFK Jr. supporter or a Trump supporter who also likes RFK Jr. Here, I'm I'm going to read you a little bit of this quote. The truth is that Kennedy is connecting on the issues. With an exploding debt and a faltering economy, the U.S. is now being dragged into enormous open-ended military commitments in two major world conflicts in Ukraine and Gaza, while our own borders and our own citizens experience unprecedented levels of insecurity. RFK Jr. has effectively positioned himself as the peace candidate, even over Trump, since Kennedy's critique of the military-industrial complex driving U.S. forever wars is much more cogent and comprehensive. Alone among the candidates, he has outlined policies to address the cost of living and the affordable housing crisis that are wrecking opportunity for Gen Z and younger millennials. This explains his significant lead among that crucial demographic. We'll get to that in a second, too. His positions on the environment, legalization of marijuana, and abortion are much more practical and in sync with post-Reagan-era political realities than those of his major party opponents, constrained as they are by antiquated party orthodoxies. Make no mistake. The Beltway establishment is spooked. Their strategy seems to be to get Kennedy to spend all his money on personal security. This explains the Biden administration's remarkable decision to deny him secret service protection and on qualifying for ballot access by by, I'm sorry, by burying his independent campaign under a mountain of legal fees through well-funded lawfare strategies to block ballot access in the states. It remains to be seen whether these anti-democratic measures will be successful in derailing what appears to be a genuine populist insurgency. Insurgency, oh my. And of course, Brian Robertson, who is writing uh, this article in The Hill. 
All right, so let's break this down. First of all, I have seen zero evidence that the so-called Beltway establishment is spooked by RFK Jr. Or that they are concerned that he might actually win the election. I, I don't think anybody who's serious really believes he has a shot at winning the election. It seems like wishful thinking by the author of the piece. But as we know, it's almost impossible to win a presidential election as a third-party candidate in this country. And two, the second thing is that if they were, if they were willing to vote for a third-party candidate, if a third-party candidate were going to win a presidential election in this country, it certainly wouldn't be a crank like RFK Jr. And that's the other thing. People really don't know RFK Jr. They, they know about his famous family. And I think a lot of people are saying, oh, Kennedy, well, he must be in the mold of his father, who was a progressive who ran for president in 1968, or his um, even more famous uncle, John F. Kennedy, who, of course, was president. The Kennedys are still a political dynasty that have been romanticized. Camelot, right? We all remember Camelot. Well, I don't remember Camelot because I wasn't born, but I've read a lot about it. So RFK Jr. is benefiting from being part of that legacy. So right off the bat, people are going to be curious, even without knowing anything about his positions on the issues. And at the moment, it doesn't really matter what he thinks about the issues because people are just dreading a Trump-Biden rematch. They're both wildly unpopular. So anyone who's presented as the third-party alternative, especially one with a super famous name, is going to gain at least some traction. Now, that's not to say that RFK Jr. doesn't have supporters who like his position. RFK Jr. is well known for a couple things besides his family. First, he is a climate change extremist. He believes in punishing businesses in draconian ways if they don't comply with radical environmental agendas. Second, and this is the big one, this is the reason why RFK Jr. is known to people, he's an anti-vaxxer. Not just on the COVID vaccine, but all vaccines, childhood vaccines. You may remember in the uh, late 90s and early 2000s, there were conspiracy theories that childhood vaccines caused autism. There was no truth to this, but it caused a lot of people to turn against vaccines. It also caused a spike in childhood diseases. But RFK was a champion of this idea. He was at the forefront of that scare. But that's part of the appeal. When you, when you think of those unlikely to get the COVID shot, who are you thinking of? Mostly people on the right, mostly Trump supporters, big contingent of Trump supporters who were anti-vax, which is ironic since it was Trump who got the vaccine out there on the market with Operation Warp Speed. I mean, it might have been his biggest accomplishment. So it's a bit ironic. But his support is coming from two places, RFK Jr. Some Democrats who like his name but know nothing else about him and disaffected Trump supporters. I, I, and this poll says that most of Kennedy's support comes from people who would otherwise be voting for Donald Trump because they have a very similar populist message, particularly on trade and the U.S. getting involved in foreign conflicts. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is very tough on the border, too. So he's making that a big part of his campaign as well. And because of the war policies, the anti-war policies and the border policies, that appeal to the Trump part of the GOP is 
is strong. But they're ignoring his other policies right now, which are very progressive. Another interesting factoid in this poll is he, according to Quinnipiac, he is the number one choice right now among young voters, 18 to 34. And of course, these voters tend to be more inclined to vote for Democrats, but I think that they like the climate change stuff if they know about it. I think they like the no foreign wars involvement stuff. And I think they just don't like what's likely to be their other choices. Trump and Biden, uh, and I think a lot of that's because of their age, even though Kennedy would be 71 when he took office. Now, like I said, I don't believe RFK Jr. is going to be the president. Uh, Third-party candidates sometimes catch on. Ross Perot is the best recent example. But it's nearly impossible for them to win a nationwide election. They don't have the infrastructure of the two major parties that they have. those parties have spent a century building. But also, he's in a position where once the voters who traditionally vote Democrat or or Republican learn what he's really about, I don't think they're going to like him as much. Because Democrats are definitely not on board with the anti-vax stuff. Democrats overwhelmingly support the vaccine and have gotten the COVID vaccine. And Republicans, I think, are going to look at his environmental extremism and say, whoa, 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 That's, that's not what I believe. And here's, and then they probably go back to Trump. But here's the thing about those independent voters that see him as an alternative at this point in time. Independent voters don't pay as much attention to things until later in the presidential election process as base voters on the Democrat and GOP side do. And while independent voters are open to the idea of a third-party candidate, they're not going to vote for a kook just because he's not one of the other guys. And once you learn about RFK Jr., I think you can only come to the conclusion that he's a kook. He is a true conspiracy theorist. We uh, talked about his vaccine denialism. He believes some other things, too. He believes antidepressants cause mass shootings. That's, there's no evidence of, of that. That's another popular conspiracy theory, largely on the right. He believes that the CIA was involved in the assassination of his father and his uncle. He believes COVID was genetically engineered and deliberately leaked. Deliberately. So it was a, it was a bioweapon. He also thinks that Fauci and Bill Gates exaggerated the pandemic in order to promote the vaccines, which is weird because why, why would they just want to promote the vaccines? I don't, I don't know. He suggested that COVID was designed to spare Jews and Chinese people. He believes that there are chemicals in the water that are causing kids to become transgender. So, so he, he believes all of this crazy stuff. And people aren't stupid. They don't, they don't know about this stuff yet. And they will absolutely run for the hills once they hear about it. That's my guess. And you, you, know, you have to imagine who's going to bring this up. Trump. Trump will bring it up. He'll start attacking him the way he attacks everybody because RFK Jr. is more of a threat to Trump than Biden because Trump's supporters are more likely to be conspiracy-minded. They're, they're more likely to latch on to crazy theories. But I don't even know if they're willing to latch on to theories this crazy. But when it comes to COVID especially, they're very skeptical about what's true and what's not. So Trump is going to come out and the implication is going to be, hey, Hey, you might think I'm crazy, but I'm not as crazy as this guy. And it may actually be good for Trump 
it may actually normalize him in some ways. So look, I'll, I'll be honest here. I There's a very good chance that I'll vote for a third-party candidate in 2024. Very good chance. But it's not going to be RFK Jr. I would be open to a Joe Manchin candidacy. Manchin is considering it. Just announced he was not seeking re-election to his Senate seat. I would be open to Larry Hogan, former governor of Maryland. But just because a candidate is an independent does not mean that they are moderate. That's the lesson here. I know independence suggests that the candidate is not left or right, but in the middle. And while Kennedy's positions can't necessarily be lumped in with one party or the other, they are extreme positions. But we have to remember the two-party system is still very strong, regardless of who the candidates are. In the end, people will be hesitant to throw their vote away on a protest vote for a candidate who has little chance of winning because the stakes are just too high. But then again, you know, there's Ross Perot. There's Ross Perot in 1992. Some people think that he swung the election to Bill Clinton because he was taking votes away from George H.W. Bush. But usually, usually people hold their nose and vote for the lesser of two evils in the main parties. And I, I just think, I think people will figure Kennedy out. Right now, he's an unknown entity. He has a famous name. He's on Fox News a lot. They seem to have fallen in love with him on those shows. Once he's defined by his opponents... And also by the crazy things that he says, he's, he, you know, now he's going to get all this attention. But I think once that happens, he'll come back to earth. He could be a spoiler, but he does not have a chance in hell of becoming president. Thank God. I'm Dan Joseph here. More podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just search for Dan Joseph's America and check out my videos on YouTube at Dan Joseph 78. New videos drop every Thursday. Thanks for listening.